0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Science Faction, the only show where a scientist, a comedian, and a comedian scientist come together to discuss science
1: comedically. Hello, and w- w- welcome to Science Faction 681 Science Faction banging denny bears and swapping diets.
0: Did the Robin Williams estate finally have a cease and desist on stealing? Hello, no. And so I actually, we're just workshopping.
1: I sent them one. Actually, believe yeah, it or
0: not, <laughs> yeah. That's why. That's why you won't see Mrs. Doubtfire on, on any more network television, Bobby. Yes is a is a powerful lobby.
1: You know how they have I don't know it's like 17th century Romanian burials where they like hammered a spike through the dead body so that it wouldn't rise up and then, you know, become like a vampire and kill people. I've actually gotten a court in Texas to agree to do that to Robin Williams' corpse. We're going to dig it up we're going to pound a spike <laughs> through it so that should a zombie uh, thing happen or, or, I don't know, some kind of, like, religious thing happen uh, where, where his corpse becomes alive, it cannot do the what the court in Texas has determined to be the Robert Timothy hello that he used in <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire. I'd like it to start
0: this legal drama where you just think it would be a straightforward case. Of course, we just pound a stake through this corpse's hot. Mm-hmm. But Texas says you can't desecrate a corpse unless you confirm it is turned undead. Yes. And so basically you have this Rube Goldberg machine. His his, his corpse is suspended in this like uh, uh, sort of Damascus-like device <laughs> that is just yeah. ready to impale him should he
1: stir to life. That actually was going to be the case. Believe it. I see you're familiar with Texas law. That was going to be the case, <laughs> but Damocles. I got sort of Damocles. Yes, I got an exception uh, under the uh, horse rustler status, which is a loophole <laughs> that's put into all Texas laws that allows you at any point to execute a horse rustler, or or if they're already dead, kill them again. And so what I did is I actually got him declared a horse rustler for some stuff that he did back at Caroline's in the early 80s. And, and I got that to kind of retroactively <laughs> apply. I thought you were
0: going to say, uh, uh, yeah, d- of course. Uh, he was in City Slickers and the judge had never seen City Slickers and didn't want to admit that he'd never seen City Slickers. <laughs> oh, he yeah, first of all, no Texas judge has never seen City Slickers. It's part of <laughs> it's a, a Texas bar. It's a movie about some Jews who who do cattle. <laughs> Uh, who do uh, a cattle yeah. drive?
1: Yeah, but that's why they want to see it. They're like, look at them city boys. They don't know how to ride a, ride a horse. They're crazy. <laughs> I bet they get their salsa from New York City. <laughs> He's got a lot of like Texas judge insults. He's like, son, you look like somebody who'd buy a two wheel drive truck. It,
0: they, they were smash hits in their time, but I don't know that. Many, I don't know that the kids are are rushing to see City Slickers and City Slickers too. The Legend of Curly's
1: Gold. Oh, uh, speaking of the City Slickers 2 of this show, I, of course, have your host, comedian archaeologist Robert Timothy, and with me, as always, is the When Harry Met Sally of this show, none other than our comedian, Mr. Damien Mercado. David, how are you doing this afternoon? I'll listen to
0: whatever podcast he's <laughs> listening to, and that's just because, yes, at least one... I ejaculate at least one time during the recording. I'd uh. like to think... That I mask it better than I do. But when I listen back, I can always tell that that was the moment I busted. (laughs) Maybe it's because you yell, Ba wing every time. (laughs) (laughs) Like the netty professor.
1: And if you wanna yell booing four separate times in one episode, go ahead and check out our Patreon where we cover four exercise articles every single week. Actually this week we're gonna do more than four, Damien. I got a very special Patreon episode coming up for you. You're gonna be very excited about this one. I, I I'm not.
0: And, I, and the fact that you warned me about it has given me, like, a chance to, like, get, a, get an Uber here to pick me up so I can leave before the drone strike hits my house or whatever surprise you
1: have planned. You know, I know you would have thought of that, which is why I got you declared a cattle wrestler in Texas. So you are actually <laughs> <dead> man. legally <laughs> required to stay in your house. It's a form of house arrest. <laughs> There's no cattle anywhere in this. <laughs> yeah, you've been wrestling them all.
0: <laughs> you would think that I'd have an abundance of cattle around my
1: property. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think. All right, let's move right on to science articles. From molecules to particles, this is science articles. Article number one Banging the Denny Bears is still ruining us. Is
0: still ruining us? Banging the Denny Bears is, um, you know. We we talk on this show. Uh, I remember the first time we talked about the teddy bears. Not like that. Do yeah. we talk about the teddy bears? We 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 had revealed on that show that that was uh, a hot crossbreeding event that had happened yes. uh, several times in our in our species past. Several
1: times with us, they interbred with Neanderthals as well. Like they were, it was it was a fucking swingers party of the Paleolithic act there.
0: But and, and, but like we know that because the genes that they passed on. Have been a benefit in some way. Uh sure. it was selected for. Yeah. Now, if you're telling me that this coupling had a dark a dark side, like uh yeah. like we got uh turns out Sids happened because this wasn't a thing in the human species before this <laughs> specific event. Like
1: then I'd like to know. Yeah, dude's named Sid. We we got them <laughs> exclusively <laughs> from dating with Denny Bears. <laughs> By the way, I should clarify, in case anybody just started listening to us recently, Deddy Bears is our pet nickname for the Denisovans, or Denisovans, as they're commonly called. I think they're appropriately called. We just call it that because it sounds like it's like some kind of like complicated name. It's named after a cave that was inhabited by a guy named Dennis, and that is literally where the name comes from
0: yeah uh, there's a lot of lore, the science podcast, science faction podcast, lore um, yeah in it yeah the, Denny they they were called the Denny Bears because it's just more fun. It just sounds yeah. Denny Bear just sounds more fun than Dennis Oven.
1: Yeah, they're cuter, they're like cuddlier and everything like that. Literally one Siberian cave. You know, these are essentially the eastern version of Neanderthals, but they're highly separated from Neanderthals. In fact, arguably, and I think this will come out at some point in our lifetimes, that you can actually break Denisovans themselves into two different species, uh, the ones that we find in the Siberian cave and then ones that were in Southeast Asia that that also mated with some of our ancestors that went that way, uh, that... You know, are are so far different. We think they're further separated from the other Denisovans than Denisovans themselves are from Neanderthals. So, you know, some interesting stuff going on there. We know we interbred with them when we reached Southeast Asia. As a matter of fact, as Damien mentioned, there was some genes, specifically the EPAS one gene that was selected for, meaning like after we bred with them and we got that gene, that gene was such a selective advantage for those on the Tibetan plateau that it's still around today and it was selected for over and over again. Again, for the past fifty thousand years, and that's because that gene allows for better oxygen intake at high altitudes. And so, these people who live super, super high up on the Tibetan Plateau, where the Denisovans had sup- supposedly lived before them, uh, they were able to use this thing that evolved in Denisovans for themselves to better equip them their bodies to survive at such high altitudes. And that's why they have some genetic advantage to do so over somebody. You know, even if you took somebody who was myself or Damien, and we were born there just like they were born there, we would fare worse because we don't have that myified EPS1 gene. But that was only really selected for in Tibetan high-altitude populations. That wasn't selected for in the rest of the population, so we don't see that you know widely spread. The gene we're about to talk about, or the gene variant, SLC30A9, was kind of spread throughout most populations. In fact, the reason we noted a difference is because we noted a difference in this gene between European, Asiatic, New World peoples and Africans who have it much, much less. And that was an initial hint that it had something to do with, you know, interbreeding between groups that we got it. And we also, by the way, then went, hmm, maybe it's Neanderthals. Checked it. Neanderthals have a different version. They have a regular version. They don't have this modified version of this. We got this particular variant from Denny Bears. And this variant, at least as this paper presupposes, might be one of the causes of schizophrenia and depression. Now again, not saying it's the only cause, not saying it's the only thing that happens, the only thing that causes it, but this particular gene variant, having the Denisovan version of this, might give us, or at least give us a better chance of having in any individ- any particular individual, schizophrenia or depression it's it's I mean if anything, it's an example of the butterfly effect A
0: guy bangs a relative uh, primate somewhere in Southeast Asia thousands upon thousands of years ago right today emo music exists as a yes. thing because depression, schizophrenia all the, like a lot of the
1: arts the whole arts community sure and you might be like, wait a second why? did they have this gene? What the fuck? What's going on? Why would they have it? Why would it spread through the populations and stuff? And it turns out that I, that this is likely a case similar to the one we discussed about New World people who have shovel-shaped incisors that come from it being close on the you know gene uh, groupings to a gene that coded for bigger milk ducks when they were stuck up in the northern latitudes of Beringia. Similar to that, th- except in this case it's not coding for two genes, it's, we think this one gene impacts not only cellular metabolism, in which case it gives some advantage to living in very cold climates, which is obviously really important if you're in Asia and Europe. Not only does it give that advantage, it also affects the way we code for zinc regulation. And zinc is really, really important. So here's a quote from the article. Take everything you think
0: you know about zinc regulation.
1: Get rid of it right now. yeah, (laughs) Because we've totally revolutionized. This isn't your mom's zinc regulation talk, all right? Like, we're not going (laughs) to... Take what your grandmother told you about zinc regulation and throw it the fuck out the window. So here's a quote from the article. Zinc, an essential trace element for human health, is an important messenger that transfers both information from the outside to the inside of cells and between different cellular compartments. The laboratory identified that the observed variant causes a new zinc balance within the cell, promoting a change in metabolism. By altering the endoplastic reticulum and mitochondria of the cells, this variation causes a possible metabolic advantage to cope with the hostile climate. End quote. So that's why it was there as a selective advantage, but then it had a disadvantage too. So here's another quote. The team points out that the variant found in the zinc transporter, which is expressed in all tissues of the body, is associated with a greater predisposition to suffering from some psychiatric diseases. These include anorexia nervosa, hyperactivity disorder, autism spectrum disorder, bipolar disorder, depression, obsessive-compulsive disorder, and schizophrenia. End quote. So essentially, the thing we got, the the coat, the in Internal extra winter coat we got. Also, I don't know, makes you more interesting as a writer. That's what I'm gonna call it. Uh, I mean, it, it gave us the gene for comedy. Yeah, all, virtually all art. Uh,
0: we would be right. Uh, we would be a species of jocks at the at yeah. the primate high school uh, if we didn't uh, long ago sleep with some uh, some mopey
1: long haired ape. Constantly shivering, teeth ta- chattering, chocks. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that nerdy-ass ape crying and not shivering in the cold. <laughs> Let's go bully it. This is really interesting because, I, you know, this is one of those things where it's like you got to... A change always has these knock-on effects that you don't necessarily consider, and obviously Evolution doesn't consider because it doesn't consider anything. In the end, what you, what is a selective advantage could end up being a disadvantage. But if you think about it, think about things like depression, schizophrenia, especially, all this stuff, they're things that aren't necessarily going to affect your reproductive success when your reproductive success at that time is between the ages of like 12 and like 30, right? Because like Schizophrenia doesn't even hit you sometimes if you're a male into your 20s or something like that. Also, I'm not sure what, what would happen. You've already had the kids at that point. But also, if you come back and you're like, there's dragons. People are like, all right, there's dragons. What the fuck we know? It's like yeah. uh, The other day, we crossed over the hill and we saw this giant fucking animal with a giant long nose called an elephant. That was weird as shit. Why, not, why couldn't there be dragons? Who cares? We'll still bang you. Yeah, th- th- that's a great point. How much of mythology
0: is just like yeah, the uh, that twenty-three-year-old warrior who's an elder in our society yes. because everybody yes. dies. So he's twenty-three years old. He's an elder. He's granted the case to the kingdom. He gets schizophrenia, and and yeah, now we have Christianity or or like now now Ra, the sun god's invented.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I don't think it's going to affect it. And even if you think of depression, that settles in at a later age, but also wouldn't necessarily stop you from banging, right? Like, especially in a situation where you're in a communal living environment, so your depression can't manifest itself outwardly as well as it does or as much as it does in, like, modern times. And so, like. And, like, if you say you saw something, like, there's no, there's no science. There's no, like, like, you know, people live
0: in such a small, educated world. Yeah. People will probably just feed into it. (laughs) Where'd you see the elf? Oh,
1: the he's the changeling solar baby? That guy's got all the greatest stories. We're going to definitely bang him even more, right? Like he's it's it's not going to be a, a disadvantage and if you're at the same time also able to stand the cold. They're like, "There's Bill he doesn't complain in the winter and uh, and apparently he's always around when that giant pink bear comes running through town. So like let's keep him around. <laughs> you're also like you're the seer of the
0: village. If anything, like you like yeah. he, he sees the spirits. Like, if anything, like having mental illness was a blessing back in the day. It gave you like a smile, every tribe needs a crazy guy. And you're <laughs> our crazy guy.
1: Very, very interesting. I, uh, I always love those stories, similar to the one that I liked about the uh, the New World with the the single, you know, the, the selection for larger milk ducks that ended up giving all the New World natives shovel-shaped incisors. Very, very, very interesting. On to article number two, diet swap and why I'm an idiot. I don't know what a diet swap is,
0: but I agree 100,000%. You're a <laughs> fucking idiot.
1: I am and I'm going to tell you a story of me being an idiot <laughs> that all of you have accompanied me through. P- please
0: earthquake ends the podcast right now. Something <laughs> in the trend the tra- and then Bobby still goes to the trouble of editing it and putting it out despite this natural disaster ending the podcast right now.
1: This is why I always say just never judge a book by its cover or how many degrees it got on scholarship because those books are dumb as shit sometimes and I'm about to show you an example of me being dumb as shit. So, this is an interesting story. It's about a topic I've discussed before. And... It also includes a great caveat of why I'm a huge fucking idiot. So this is a a study out of Tulane University that claims that swapping beef for poultry and cow milk for nut milk can improve greenhouse gas emissions and health. We've talked about this a bunch. We've talked about how detrimental cows are to the environment. Here's a quote from the article. Food production accounts for 25 to 33 percent of the nation's greenhouse gas emissions, with beef production being the primary contributor, end quote. Think about that. 25 to 33 percent of greenhouse gas emissions. That means factories, cars, fucking airplanes, which we talked about before a bunch. The, these things all together only contribute 60 something to 75 percent of all greenhouse gas emissions because the rest is reserved for food production. A huge percentage of which is just cows, just cows, not even like pigs and goats and fucking cows.
0: And a lot, of, and and to this day, I regularly hear people blame cow farts. Cow flatulence isn't the problem, yes. people. Cow it burps. is it is cow burps. That's right. Cow flatulence is 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 nature's is nature's air. I wish there was an air freshener that smelled just <laughs> like cow flatulence. It is it is natural. It is patchouli. It is lavender. It is sandalwood. It is one of the natural scents.
1: And if you ever drive by. A large cattle farm,
0: you'll smell that gorgeous smell coming through your nostrils. Oh, not even by a cattle farm. If you drive in three counties over from that cattle farm, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you will
1: smell what they have done to this town. And as and many of you guys have followed me on this journey where I had been quoting this and talking about it, talking about how bad methane is for the for greenhouse gas emissions. Those of you guys who've been here long enough know I think climate change is the biggest problem of our generation and probably almost every generation that's ever we've ever faced. I think it's a big deal. I have moral issues with it. I've driven a hybrid car since I could, even before I could afford one, and tried to cut down on my fuel emissions. But even then, fuel emissions from vehicles is a tiny percentage compared to what's going on with food. And and I had talked a bunch about how. Bad methane was, and how bad the cows are, and eventually I had said it. I, I credit this show because I read these articles regardless, but just saying it out loud so many times over and over again. At some point, I had the cognitive dissonance realization of like, I can't keep eating cows. I just can't. Like I, I can't knowing how bad it is. I have kids. I knowing how what what the effects are. I just cannot. And so. A while ago, I gave up cow meat. I I still, I'm not one of those people who are like, I gave it up, but I never miss it. Fuck that. Every time I go buy a good barbecue, I miss it. Anytime everybody's eating hamburger, I miss it. it I, it's not something that I, uh, for me, it's Mexican food. Like, every time I go to a good Mexican food place, I want to get a California burrito, I miss the fuck out of it. It is not a, it's not an easy thing. But. It's better than it's ever been. We have impossible burgers. You know, there's good substitutes. It's it, it's as good as that can be, and so I'm fine with it. I'm happy with it. It's fine. It's fine. You're like a <laughs> passive. You're like a passive aggressive uh, spouse. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Well. To their point, this is part of the study, they're kind of saying, look, we're not telling you to eat tofu, we're not telling you to become a vegetarian, just switch cow for chicken, which is what I did, by the way, that's exactly the same thing I did, cow for chicken or for Impossible Burger or whatever, and and it's not, it really is not a huge strain on your life, it's not a big difference. Is it the same California burrito when it's a pollo asada instead of carne asada? No, it's not, but it's close enough, and I got fucking kids, and the world is on fire, and it's, f- a hundred, it's getting so hot that there are parts of the earth that are becoming uninhabitable for humans. Human beings, I can do chicken, so like it's fine. But the the point they're making is: look, we can do these little changes, and these little changes add up to a lot. And it's especially a big deal in things like mixed dishes. When you're talking about burritos or sa- or like meat salads or something like that, where it's like switching one kind of meat for another isn't even nearly as noticeable when it's not like the main course is such just a big slab of meat. And if you do all this, you can dramatically decline your carbon footprint. In fact. Your average American can reduce their carbon, if they follow the suggestions from the study, can reduce their carbon footprint by 35%. 35%, Thirty-five percent, not by turning vegan, not by you know avoiding the food altogether. Just going instead of the beef, put chicken. Just just, just doing that, you're gonna hit it down to thirty-five percent, and the diet quality is gonna go up four to ten percent, which is just a knock-on effect. Like I, I that happened to me. I, I wasn't trying to get any dietary effect out of it. I was doing it so the planet didn't burn up. But uh, you end up doing something that you know boosts you to be a healthier person. While thirty-five percent is huge, while dramatically reducing your carbon footprint.
0: Now. You know, if, if you're a conservative guy, I, I would like, for example, when, when you started driving that hybrid, I might have mm-hmm. reacted by uh, rolling coal, like like burning more. Sure. So if I wanted to uh, basically counteract what you're doing, what food actually has more uh, of a carbon, frog gras? Would I, would I, I put foie gras in, in anything? Like, what would I substitute to create more of a carbon footprint than cows?
1: Maybe, I'm trying to think, maybe a particular gassy cow? Like, if you had a slice of meat, like I have Kobe beef, you know? Like those flatulent cows. <laughs> yeah. If they had farte beef, uh, like, you could buy that. <laughs> That's okay. You could really, like,
0: like it, it, that'd be such a statement. Because if like,
1: yeah. fart meat, and, like, you do get to own the libs. So. Or, as we discussed, burp meat. But, uh, yes. So, anyway, let me get to now why I'm a fucking idiot. I made this change, again, not for dietary reasons, for the environment and all this. I, I did it after reading these stories. I did it on, on the air and stuff. I made that change. I switched beef to chicken and did it for a second. Think about switching the milk. I didn't even fucking do two and two math and go, well, I mean, we get our milk from cows, so obviously I'm going to have to switch to almond milk or something like that, too. No, I didn't fucking do shit. I didn't even think about it. I didn't even consider- I've been drinking milk like an Asshole. Now, I'm a grown-ass man, so I don't, like, sit around drinking a ton of milk, but, like, I don't know, I put milk in my coffee and shit like that. Like, I've been sitting there going, no, 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 no red meat for, like, 18 months, but, yeah, when I go get coffee, go ahead and put some milk in it, or I have a gallon of milk in the fridge and put some milk in it. Like, did not even... Think about it—that I was still once again basically paying to have a bunch of cows burping methane into the goddamn air some, somewhere around me and setting the goddamn planet on fire for years now. I've been thinking about this and didn't even consider the fucking milk.
0: What about butter? I mean, like, uh, like is it like all dairy yeah. at that point? Or I mean, yeah, it would be. I, I mean, at that, that, that point, uh, yeah. All right, okay. So, so you're not vegan. It just—it would just be anything, any cow product.
1: Yes. Now, okay. to be fair. You can get a lot of milk out of that one cow that's been alive for a certain amount of time, whereas you can only get the meat once. And so, therefore, all of the burping is attributed to just a small amount of meat compared to that one cow that can put out gallons and gallons of milk, sometimes a day. And, you know, it's putting out the same amount. So it's not exactly a one to one. It's not like X weight of milk is equal to X weight of steak when it comes to how much methane was used to produce that thing. But after hearing this, I'm like, okay, fuck, I got to go to almond milk now. Like, I just, I have to, I'll uh, go to soy or something. Like, I I have to not do this thing because the exact same ethical mandate that pushes me in this direction for this thing pushes me in the other. But here I am with multiple college degrees and all this bullshit about something I've thought a ton about, and I never even considered the goddamn milk. You, you,
0: You will literally do anything to not milk that goat I got you for Christmas <laughs> last year. Look at it. I, I'm willing to bet if you look at it, if you just look out your back window, you'll see a goat begging to be milked. It's udders exploding. Would milk me? You bring
1: up a good point. I might actually, I might, instead of going almond or whatever, I might switch to goat milk. I don't know, but you know, very, very interesting. Anyway, that's why I'm an idiot, uh, but I wanted to bring this to you. you so can You can taste the uh, all natural
0: tin can diet you give him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Get lots of iron that way. But, yeah, uh, if you guys want to knock down 35% of your carbon footprint uh, in a way that's, frankly, not going to change your life that much, don't go vegan. You don't need to go vegetarian. You don't need to really do anything. Just switch beef for chicken, switch cow's milk for nut milk or goat milk or whatever, some kind of other <laughs> milk other than cow's milk.
0: So uh, so tell me more about this nut milk. Do you have any D's, D's I, milk? I, I, <laughs> I thought you would like that. Yeah, <laughs> nut milk. You yeah, call call me call me juvenile. Call me uh-huh. call me a forty year old child, if you will. Yes, you're a forty year old child. But nut milk child. makes me giggle.
1: Yeah. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, dear. Thank you, audience, for coming back for Science Faction 681, where you learned all about how banging them Denny bears is still ruining us, and how an easy diet swap can knock out 35 percent of your carbon footprint. Thank you so much for joining us, and come on back next week for Science Faction. 682. True. We did get
0: depression and schizophrenia from the Denisovans. However, we got sharding from Neanderthals. You've been listening to Science Function. Wait, that's not right. <laughs>